0: you're going to want to hear this story. Last year, Melissa Davies realized that she was going to have to slash her marketing spend, and she was going to have to learn how to grow her audience at the same time as she was going to spend less on ads. So basically, she had to find a way to reach her goals using organic strategies on social media. Now, we know that that's no easy feat. But fast forward a year later, and Melissa put an extra $21,000 in her pocket by focusing on driving organic traffic. And at the same time, she was able to generate more than 15,000 monthly web visitors for absolutely free, no ad spend. She's sharing on the inside. Come on, listen up. This is something that everyone can do. I think you're going to love it. I'll see you there. Welcome to the e-commerce roadmap, the podcast for store owners who are growing their sales without spending a fortune on ads. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up and join your host, Susan Bradley, as we dive into the work that will grow your sales this year. Hey, welcome back. I am so excited always excited when I get to talk to the amazing Melissa Davies. She is the owner of Bike Pretty. She makes straw helmets for bicycle. No, what is it? Straw hat, right? Mm-hmm. It's a straw hat bike helmet. Yes. Straw hat bike helmet. You are just so smart and you are very generously sharing um, some really significant results that people are going to be interested in from focusing on one thing, for a whole year, and you actually tracked it all the way through. So when you showed me, I was just like, oh, this is amazing, and people need to hear about it. And so well, let's just start off with the problem and why you decided to focus on that. And really, your problem was you needed to slash what you were spending on your marketing, but you couldn't afford to not grow. You couldn't slash everything else. You just needed to slash what you were spending. So Take us back to when you decided you had to do that. What were, what were you thinking?
1: And so people- um, this it wasn't like I sat down and I was analyzing my business. No, I was um, in Susan Bradley's mastermind, and she sat us down at the meeting and very calmly presented us a formula for how to calculate our cost of customer acquisition. And I've been in business for like nine or ten years at that point, and I had never calculated that so when you taught us that formula and I actually looked at the number I was shocked because it was way too high it was like yes I was making sales but I was spending so much money on advertising and just I knew it wasn't going to be sustainable and it was probably the number one reason why I would look at the money come in my bank account and I would look at it go away and I was like I've got to fix this
0: got to fix it and um something that everyone should know is for you, um, you're, I mean, it's not exclusively that, but most of your customers purchase once, or there's a really long time period between when they purchase again. And so you don't have a lot of returning customers to amortize the cost of acquiring a customer. So it was even more important. So did you, you, you set yourself a goal to reduce the cost and were you feeling like you had a particular target or did you just start working away at it?
1: Yeah, it was, I did a little bit of research. So I think it was something like mm, my, when I looked at my marketing as a percentage of my revenue, it was over 30%. And that felt really, really high to me. Every business is different, but I have, um, a physical product, it's expensive, it's bulky to ship. So all those things eat into my margin. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta get this down. And I felt like my gut was like, well, how can I get it down to about 10%. So basically I'm spending 10% of my revenue
0: on marketing and leave it at that. Yeah. And so, so really you decided to use organic social media everyone's going to like start sweating now when they hear that. But what I loved, one of the things you said, that's no easy feat for sure, but you made it very formulaic. And so one of the things that I love that you said uh, in when you were talking about it was you gave up your idea, your perfect world vision of how it should look. And and you really did make it very formulaic. And there's really three steps that I saw from, and and the reason, just to bring everybody up to speed, I invited Melissa back a year later to the mastermind to share this because I thought it was, it had high impact. It was something that every single store owner needs to know. and And it really demonstrated so well that you have more control over this business and your results and your money than you think you do because so often we just start something and then we stop. We don't do it long enough to really see the progress. And you stuck with this for a whole year. And so you had three things that you did. And let's just go through them one at a time so that everybody knows how you you did this. Because at the end, we're going to share your results. And they're, they're kind of amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what did you do first? When you went home, you had like your little sweaty moment. Then what? Oh my gosh. So the
1: first thing, I mean, it was like, it was just a, a calling to account basically. And it was, I had to go through all, like every single um, place I was spending marketing money. And I just had to be really honest and look at it because those little things can add up, especially if you have, you set it up like with Pinterest and you're just recurring spend, or you do something on Google and you just have that recurring spend. And I would set it up and then I wouldn't look at it again. So I wasn't being a good steward of my own advertising money. And I needed a way to keep track because none of those businesses, like, you know, Facebook's not your friend, Google's not your friend, Pinterest, they're not going to like really make it obvious how much money you're spending, especially if you're on all of those platforms. So I had to make a little spreadsheet for myself where I was tracking what I was spending each week on Facebook and Instagram, on Google on Pinterest. I am on Etsy. So I had my Etsy ads in there. And then I had uh, some other little odds and ends that were kind of apps that helped me either with social media posting or sending emails or, or anything like that. I just threw it all in there. And I took a look at like, what am I actually spending on ads? how many new customers am I getting each week? And then what does it cost me to make a sale and breaking it down that way?
0: And you tracked it every week.
1: I tracked it every week. And I also went back. So I, I went back about a four week period to see what had happened before. Before Um, I tracked it weekly because it felt like I could really see the progress that way. And I'm already in a weekly cadence, but I do want to caution everyone that like Marketing activity takes longer than a week, especially for my business. My um, average order value is around one hundred and fifty dollars, and that just takes it takes six months. It yeah. can take a year for someone yeah. to decide to purchase.
0: You can't look at you can't look at it like and make decisions based on a week's worth of data. You have to look mm-hmm. at it over time, right? And yeah. were you also had you also gone as far as abdicating your control of your ads manager in Facebook? I feel like you exactly.
1: Had- Yeah. So I'd I'd hired someone else to do my Facebook ads and I had just been happy. So I had to add that the amount I was paying that person, I think was like around 400, $500 a month on top of what I was spending on ads. And to be fair, it's not their responsibility to uh, keep track of my margins. It's my (laughs) responsibility.
0: (laughs) And because it's so hard and it's also, it's almost like looking at yourself naked too. In the mirror. And because it's like that, it's the easiest thing to abdicate, I think, that Mm -hmm. financial piece, because there's so many emotions tied to it. Like it's just a really emotional thing. So you did that. And then what I found really interesting is you said that you went back to some training we have in the inner circle that is not new it's it's been there for a while and you've been there for longer than that training even but you went back to that and started applying that training to your organic uh, social media strategy do you want to share that
1: yes so i was like i i don't have the money to spend on more ads but i need to grow my traffic like traffic is you know the lifeblood of my business i just need those people coming to my site because you know i once I get them to my site and I've got them in my emails and all that, then I can I can convert them to customers. But I need to be like, hey, here's my sign. Come find me. Come find me. And like, try. We're living like this day and age. Social media posting is such a huge opportunity for everyone here. Like, I don't know if anybody has done uh, looked into like buying ads in newspapers or anything like that, or thought about buying television ads. What it was like twenty years ago, but you know, we can have a post get the reach that like for free that we would have had to spend $10,000 on yeah. a, like some TV ad and you couldn't even track the sales from it. So I was like, I just, I really need to like, listen to what people are saying. When they're saying post post on social media, like it's the right thing to do for your business. And so the, the great training that Susan's talking about that we have, it's called um, the 30 day audience booster. And it gives you a very, very clear plan about how to post three times a day. And I think the most valuable thing about it is it shows you how to post three times a day without feeling
0: sick to your stomach. <laughs> you do it. And we have to give Catherine Monceau credit because she's actually oh the member who uh, sat with me and created the training with me because it was something that she was using in her business that was really working well for her. And so it's a great strategy. We probably need to update it a little bit to um, what's available now, but you use that that framework when you decided, okay, I am going to post three times a day because you decided and that that training does promote that it's a volume thing. It's not a a volume thing. Yeah. Tell me And more. Catherine's
1: so sweet about it. So she's like just this very sweet, like gentle lady. And she just like, no, actually, what? she really flipped my thinking. You know, that's what changed it is because when we sit down and we think about promoting our business on social media, we think we're just talking about ourselves. You know why we have a business is it's always very outward facing. We really want to help other people. And what Catherine does in that training is she says, this is how you help other people with your social media posts. And this is how you find connection and build community with it. And that's what's so beautiful about it. And she's like, no, you're doing this and people are going to be happy to hear from you. And I was like, oh, okay, I can make people happy.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that strategy. Let's talk about how you took that and applied it to your business. And what's the time frame on this? Did you start this a year ago?
1: So I. Started this, oh my gosh, at this point. Yeah, it's probably a little over a year ago that I I really was like, um, so I had been, I hadn't been posting regularly on social media. I would do things occasionally, but on Facebook, I had just been letting my ads do the heavy lifting and I hadn't. Yeah. So I'd grown a little bit of a Facebook following that way, but I wasn't tracking it. I wasn't trying to get those people who had clicked follow to really engage. Mm-hmm. Um and so it that was like a muscle that had atrophied. Like it was <laughs> so just I
0: just started out of your comfort zone
1: at that point. Out of my comfort zone. I didn't know what to do. So I just started with one post per day and I was like okay. let me fill up my content calendar. I use I didn't use any paid tools. I just used the tools that um Facebook provides and they're actually pretty good. And they give you 28 days to fill up, 28 days calendar, and you can just schedule, schedule, schedule. And I was like, let me just schedule one post a day. And what Catherine teaches in the 30-day audience booster is this is an engagement post. So this is something that you share basically to make people happy, to give them a little bit of inspiration, or just to kind of get them talking. And the only goal is just to like provide some positivity. And so I started experimenting with things that I thought my audience, because I know my customer and I know the people I want to talk to, yeah. kind of well. Yeah. Um, at this point, I was just like, "What? What's going to make them laugh?" Basically, like that was my my goal: make them laugh.
0: <laughs> so, how did you? Because uh, I know you kind of gave up your perfect world uh, strategy, which I thought was mm-hmm. perfect, or your perfect world hope. Um, how, what kind of content did you post? That would make them laugh. Like, what did you? Oh, I
1: just found silly memes to share. So, just basically silly jokes on Facebook. And if you scroll on your Facebook feed for five minutes, like someone will have some yeah. silly pun or some joke. And I was like, okay, these are ones that I think are hilarious, but maybe don't fit my brand. But if I found one that I thought really fit my brand, I would download it and then I would put it in my scheduler.
0: And so at that point, because I know you do some amazing memes now, because you have a lot of um, images, like you take the content and put it on your own images. Yes. so They're really branded. Were you doing that right from the get go?
1: Oh, no, no. I was like, I think the idea of like facing my calendar and I've like, look, I've got 30 minutes to fill up my calendar and (laughs) I just need to get those posts in there. And I time blocked it that way. I wasn't creating anything new. Like I, the time for creating new is different from the time for scheduling. And I'm like, hey, you have, you have a deadline. You need to get these all scheduled. Do it.
0: The time for creating new is a different time than the time for scheduling. And scheduling takes priority over creating new.
1: Yeah, scheduling absolutely takes priority. That's the consistency when people are like, oh, you need to be consistent on social media. No, it's scheduling, sitting down and scheduling and uh-huh. filling up your calendar.
0: So good. Okay, so after you uh, you started just doing one post a day and you were just looking for engagement, then what happened? What did you learn from that part?
1: So the, the second part of the training that is amazing and it's absolutely essential is it teaches you how to analyze the posts that are doing well. So you go into your Facebook Insights and you can sort by reach there's a couple of different ways to do this facebook is always changing the interface so yeah. if anybody like is wondering what like how to find this information please like tag me in the group or tag somebody in the group and like just post this question i think the e-commerce roadmap group or the inner circle group either one of those places like but basically you sort by reach like that's the key metric it's not likes it's not comments it's not sales. It's just pure reach. And the things that get the highest reach, that's what I repeat. And things that got really low reach, you can decide this for yourself. For me, I put that as under a thousand because that just kind of made sense for how my numbers were. But
0: if a if thousand is... Yeah. Going to make their own number.
1: Yeah. Kind of just pick your like your bottom 10% and try to try to cut those and do better the next time.
0: And so how often would you repeat those posts that did get good reach?
1: So Catherine advises us to repeat every 60 days. And I think she's really smart to say that because 60 days feels very comfortable. Now I have throughout this year, I've been doing this. I've been really lazy or I've gotten really busy and I have repeated more and it has not negatively affected your reach anything my reach if anything it's probably helped so I think we could all be repeating our content a lot more a lot more
0: often like and and amortize your investment of time if it takes you 15 minutes to make some content or even a half an hour like you don't just do it once you have to Use it. Oh, that's really good. Okay, so you got comfortable with one post a day. You uh, were able to identify what your audience responded to and what Facebook was pushing out into the feed for you. And then, what did you do? You added in something else. In
1: yes, I had to add in product posts, and I think that that's probably the hardest thing because that's really um, that's like asking for the sale. Mm -hmm. it just feels the weirdest um, thing to do so I had to I had to like dig deep (laughs) and and
0: I feel like you like I'm surprised that you struggle with that I mean we all kind of struggle with that but I'm surprised to hear that from you because you're an expert marketer uh,
1: uh, thank you but um I, I think that's part of it it's part of being an expert marketer is just trying things and trying things that don't necessarily feel that comfortable but um, what I realized was I needed to post an image of the product with either a link or a product tag, and these posts have a completely different function than the engagement posts. So we judge them completely differently, and that also really freed freed like my mind because if once you start doing this, you post like something that's really designed for the Facebook algorithm. Post these engagement posts, and they get amazing reach. And then you post your products. And they don't go anywhere near, they don't get anywhere near as much engagement. Like, and that's just the reality of it, yeah. but they do get link clicks. Like, and that's, that's what's valuable. So I had to start judging them by the link clicks.
0: So that's organic traffic. Let's drive it's organic, traffic.
1: free, free, free traffic.
0: <laughs> okay. Everybody needs to, because that's what this is all about at the end of the day. That's the win. And I think you're going to be shocked by Melissa's results, but that's organic traffic. And so you did, you kept posting your engagement posts and then you added in a product post and you Mm -hmm. judged the successful ones based on um, the number of link clicks they got. And then what did you do?
1: And then I started layering in more. So I um, started adding some inspiration. So I worked my way up to three posts a day. Inspiration for me, I was like, "This is just a brand building exercise. This is something that kind of ties in the pure entertainment of the engagement posts, and then the um, the kind of more." Pure product. I'm like, what if I were, you know, if I had all the marketing money in the world, like, what kind of environment would I create for for bike pretty and just kind of talking about those things? So, for me, I have a bike fashion based business. So I just post about beautiful bike tours, or I do like bike history or beautiful outfits. So it's just kind of my fantasy playland. But what I like about these is I'm creating the community together, and people are like, okay, they're getting the image because you. As a business creator, like as an e commerce owner, you might know what your brand is, but other people don't. You really need to show them. So it's just kind of like this fantasy Pinterest board world
0: of like creating
1: a beautiful environment.
0: So, did this content that you were, this inspirational content, did it actually link out to other things or was it just? Yeah. It did.
1: So sometimes it does link. Sometimes I'm sharing from other groups. So there are, you know, there are a ton of Facebook groups that are just interest based. Yeah, and I guess for me this was probably the way I could tap into communities as or my store could tap into communities that already exist because if you share from someone's group then they see that there was a share and that creates a connection and so now I have a few reciprocal relationships with other groups where they're getting inspiration from me I'm getting inspiration from there and we kind of have this back and forth I also do that with other group members so there are people I've collaborated with and they're doing their own kind of inspiring or engaging posts and I share their posts
0: because you're tagging really you're tagging them and letting them know that you're sharing because I I actually can't you can't actually share out of the group you have to kind of recreate it I think
1: yeah I get a deep link. If I get a deep link, sometimes that works. But there's a few different ways.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're so clever. Okay. (laughs) So that those posts for anyone who's thinking, oh, how can I do that? I can't do that. I sell jewelry or whatever. But I think that I think that the, the 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 whole purpose of those posts is to start collecting people that have a common interest. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. And you have to you have to know. Or you have to show up,
0: mm-hmm. you don't
1: have to know what the common interests are, but you have to show what you think they are and see what's resonating uh,
0: and so you would judge that so that got you to three posts a day that you could mm-hmm. schedule and so how much time did it take you to collect all this stuff so that you could schedule it?
1: so it took me six months to get where the point where I was consistently doing it so like I was saying I was my goal was to have at the time you could have sixty days I think now it's fewer so Okay. You know, 28 days of content scheduled. So I would go through once a week or so and try to just batch a whole bunch of posts at the same time. And then sometimes I was like, you know, I'd be looking at my content and I'd be like, I'm sick of this and I really need to create something. And so I would just indulge. I felt like I was indulging and I would (laughs) create something new, but because I knew it could all be rescheduled it was, it made that time seem more valuable because I knew I could post it over and over again. It didn't feel like such a waste of time.
0: So would you say you're spending half a day a week on all of this? Oh, less. At this point, less. Less than that. So you are not, you are, have like pretty low standards (laughs) of what you posted. Yeah. If if you come at
1: it as, if you come at it from a volume game. And from reusing yeah. what you already have, then you lower your standard. Yeah. And you're, but you see you know, the, the results.
0: Emotion. Yeah. But, and the emotion goes away. So that's really good. So at some point, you actually went a step further and started adding video into this. And so tell us about that.
1: So, I, yeah, I, you know, I've been shying away from video. I think all of us. Or many of us are reluctant, and um, it was it was Sylvie of Eclair Lips who was like, "No, this is the video strategy," and I was like, "Okay, Sylvie's doing it." And I know you have a podcast about this, so I really hope you link it.
0: And well, the- I'll find the-, the episode and I'll link it in the show notes. I also think in the show notes we should um, maybe show some examples of these posts that you're talking about, so people, oh, can- yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd love to do that. And so, give us the short version of the video strategy.
1: Um, so the short version is that video is the biggest opportunity all of us have for reaching people, and it's it's because of how the TikTok TikTok suggestion algorithm works. It's no longer based on how many followers an account has. So Instagram was like you're trying to build your follower account because if you post something on Instagram, it reaches more, more people, oh. more of your followers. But that's that's not a thing anymore, even on Instagram. Really, a short video. Um, it gets pushed based on interest and it goes, it has the potential to reach such a huge audience. It also has the potential to reach nobody. Right. But if you have a reposting strategy, which I suggest everyone does, you get more of those attempts. And so you get more options. You get more opportunities to reach that strategy or to reach all those people. So I knew I had to like, basically Sylvie was like, you have to. Um, and she's correct. So I, I just tried to find okay, what is what is the laziest I can be, um,
0: <laughs> like, and create like, <laughs> video
1: to create some video for And I have to say, like the some of the best um, results I've had is by doing a live. Which I, a lot of the inner circle training um, has really, really great tips about how to do a live. I think you have. It's your training, Susan, that's like how to run in a ninja event, a ninja style event. It's really old. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I was like, it's old, but it's a classic. Like it's mm-hmm. really good. And yeah, just showing up on a Facebook live and then downloading that and then chopping it in the little pieces
0: Okay, and scheduling it. And so that's what you did. And what kind of like everyone's going to is listening is now rolling their eyes saying, well, what on earth will I talk about? Yes. Okay. So what on earth did you talk about?
1: Okay. So there is another amazing training that this saved my bacon so much. Okay. So this is called um, social media made easy. And it is such a good program because it's kind of like in the same way that 30 day audience booster changed my mindset about frequency, like the frequency of posting Uh, this one changed my mindset about what I should be talking about. And it's so good. Like I, I would love, can I get into like how much detail? Go for it. Yeah. Okay. It. <laughs> okay. So what it does is it, it's um a very targeted brainstorming like exercise. So what it does is it helps you some questions that you have to answer about your brand and your product. And you basically create some categories of topics that you feel good talking about. And then it has this whole other list that gives you, um, aspects, like, I guess, uh, maybe even translations, something, but it gives you a method for talking about your favorite topics. So I think there's one that is like mix. Um, there's one that's questions. There's one that is, uh, like customer reviews and that's something you can always, uh, like you can always post about that. Yeah. And so I think it's like it gives you, it helps you figure out what your like eight or nine topics are that are particular for your store. And then it has these um, topics on the other side that are all about like, okay, answer questions, um, dispel myths, uh, what's something surprising? And then what's like a how to um, and yeah. kind of all these different sort of generic categories that when you um, find the intersection of them, then That's a very clear topic for a video or a post or a blog post or an email. So
0: so let's take an example from Bike Pretty. So so the product is the straw bike helmet. Mm -hmm. And the say there's a myth. Like that's one of the things that would intersect. So it's your main, your bestseller, your straw bike helmet intersects with myths. So then you would do a live that talks about myths. And what would it be?
1: what some of the myths. So I I've learned what the myths are basically from reading the comments on my Facebook ads. So one of the myths is like, that's not a real bike. (laughs) Um, because it looks like a giant straw hat. So like, how could it possibly be a bike helmet? So I am speaking, so my video, I'm speaking directly to that. And I'm just like, I had, I pick up the product and I demonstrate, Hey, it's actually a real bike helmet. This is what it is. And this is, I talk about the certification process. That goes into bike helmets and how I need to have that in order to sell bike helmets, and basically how I meet all those requirements. And that's great because it's not only is it like, you know, a frequently asked question for people, it's something people like have already demonstrated they want to know. And it's something I can talk about endlessly because I've been talking about it endlessly for the past like eight or nine
0: years. Yeah. And you had to go through it or you could, um, what else could, what else would be in that intersection? What would be another category that you would talk about?
1: and um, so there was one of the, the categories I created for myself was, um, basically like the Tweed ride. So it's a very, very specific style of group bike ride. And I know that my, my bike pretty community loves hearing about it. And so I just talk maybe do like a how-to post or like this is how you get ready for the Tweed ride or I just show inspiration mm-hmm. of Tweed rides around the world oh and it's a bunch of people who are well-dressed and riding bicycles and that's like candy you know something like that is so easy um emotionally to post because it's like isn't this pretty I'm not trying to make a sale I'm like this just feels good to put yes. out there but it's like I need those sort of candy things so I can take my vitamins and <laughs> do the more sales <laughs> I mean yes.
0: So, so let's just let's just recap for everyone who has no idea what we're talking about. So there are there's a training inside for inner circle members called the 30 day audience builder. And that gave you the strategy to get over yourself and actually um, transition your mindset from oh, this is like I think what what do you call it? It's a burden to post on social media mm-hmm. to oh, it's just a volume thing, it's just something we have to do. And it gave you specific types of posts to make. And then there is this other training, which is not in the inner circle, it's available to our members for half price, so they can ask for a coupon for it, or it can be purchased outside. And that is the uh, social media made easy, which is the content matrix, which helps you just define your topics, Mm -hmm. and makes it really easy for you to come up with posts, so you stop swirling, and you stay on topic. And there's a strategy. And so you combined those two things and you did a, an engagement post, (laughs) a operational post, a product post. And then every day you posted a video Mm -hmm. sounds overwhelming, but you actually repeated them over and over again. So, and the content.
1: Yeah. So the, the content matrix is amazing. But before, so after I made my content matrix, before I started planning new things, I sat down and looked at everything I'd already created. So I'd already created a few videos or I'd done some lives before that I hadn't um, chopped up into short form videos. And so I was like, no, let's look at what I've already done. And I just started filling it in to the matrix. And what that showed to me was like, I already have um, a tendency to talk about certain Like things a lot more than others, and so the topics that I picked for myself, I'm like, do I actually want to talk about that? Because I haven't already, so I cut some topics, and it's a great feeling when you cut something you think you should be talking about. And I was like, oh. And then I had to kind of re-jigger some of the categories because maybe they weren't specific enough, and I was getting, you know, I needed to like slot um, content I already created into a new place. So it just that helped a lot too. It was like, okay. What do I want to talk about? What am I actually talking about? And then how can I schedule all this stuff to
0: go out? And what do I already have?
1: And what do I already have? That's, I mean, that's the most important thing. I bet all of us have a lot more than we think we do. And when you are staring at that empty calendar, that's when you get creative about stuff you've already done. It's like, you know, when you, you haven't done grocery shopping for a week and you come home and you're like, I got to make dinner and you look. And you don't want to run to the store. You got to get creative. That's exactly the same spirit.
0: That <laughs> uh, okay. Use what you have. Mm-hmm. Use what you have. And do you just store all of this in Canva? Like where are you storing?
1: Um, it? I don't actually store it in Canva. I sat down and created some folders in um, just on my desktop, basically.
0: Oh, so they could actually match it. to your matrix. So you can just, Mm -hmm. and oh, that's really good. Okay, so so I know people are also going to be sitting there thinking, well, how long should I make my video? And, um, you know, is there anything I need to know? Is there a special, like, where am I posting this video? Because you mentioned TikTok. And I know, though, that you post this on multiple platforms, right? Oh,
1: yeah. So um, I post to Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, reels, my Facebook page as a video, which is different Instagram reels. And I think LinkedIn
0: as well. You're, just using, a, you're using an auto poster for that. You're I'm not- using
1: an auto poster. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's basically that it goes out to all platforms at the same time. I don't do anything special. I try to keep it, um, 60 seconds.
0: Or shorter, shorter videos are are fine. in all the places. If it's 60 seconds or shorter, it goes everywhere. Okay. So I, you know, my inclination is to say you're spamming that stuff everywhere. But what you're really doing is syndicating your content. You're Mm -hmm. sending it to everyone. So that's really good. Now, I do think we should uh, show some examples in the show notes. But let's talk about, first of all, let's talk about how you feel. A year later... You've been doing this. You talked about um, what a burden it is. It's an, uh, actually your words were, it's a necessary hardship (laughs) on social media. But tell me how you feel about it now.
1: Yeah. So it it felt horrible. It felt horrible a year ago, just like trying to, to think about it, especially, you know, as a social media consumer, you see everyone doing great and um, you feel bad yeah you think you're they're doing great it's a bias for sure and a year later I'm like it is such an opportunity and it's really like the most resourceful thing I can do for my business and I feel awesome about that okay so it's a less of a burden than it was yeah it's so much less of a burden and I you know I've seen now I've seen the power of of uh repetition and of limiting like my fantasy self, what I think is going to do great on social media. I was wrong, wrong, wrong about that. It doesn't need to be a huge production. I'm just getting my own way
0: with that attitude. That's really good. Now let's talk about your results because you are pretty amazing. So let's start with how much money you saved by doing this. Okay.
1: So doing this strategy, so if I'm comparing um, basically this time period from 2022, when I was spending a bunch of money on ads, very little time on social to 2023, I
0: saved around $21,000. $21,000 that went right to your bottom line. Mm -hmm. Yes. And your your, um, organic reach, like the free traffic, like on my notes, I have the increase is like a four-figure percentage increase. Do you want to tell? Yeah, me?
1: it's like 1,450% increase in organic reach. And so that's that's how many people basically on Facebook and Instagram are seeing my content. And that means that's getting in front of new people so I can click through and find out more about my brand and then click through to my
0: website. Thousands and, then, and thousands and thousands of eyeballs for free. Yeah. Yes. And of course, a percentage of those people are clicking through to your site. Mm -hmm. But the biggie, and we're going to talk more about this next week. We didn't say this is a two-part episode, but next week, we're going to talk more about this. Tell us what happened to your cost of acquiring a customer. Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So my my cost of acquiring a customer, it went down 44%, which...
0: 44%, almost
1: half. Yeah, almost half which I'll take that all day long, but, yeah. Um. I actually, Susan, so when you and I were talking about these results, like I think I pushed it too far because you were like, I think you, like I just started focusing on that number and I was like, how low can I get it? How
0: low can yeah. I get it? And you're like, well, you know, you do need to spend some money on your business. Yeah. <laughs> so you, I think you ended up totally reducing your marketing cost. Was it 12% of sales you got it down to or 10%?
1: Yeah, it's right around like 12, 12% okay.
0: now. And so now in retrospect, you think maybe. You can I spend think I, sh- more. I should
1: spend more. Um, I also think I learned from this how to be smarter with the money. I learned, you know, when I do traffic ads, I learned better, like what does resonate with the audience. And I just have so much more content to test for my ads
0: as yeah. well. And the other thing I think is that um, you're, you're getting a better ROI on your ads. I'm making this up because I haven't seen your ads manager, but my guess is because you have so many more eyeballs that might have seen you the first time or the second time, when they get, because you can target those people. Yes. So when they get your ads, I think you're probably getting better click through rates. You're probably getting better conversion at the end of the day. And so you've set the stage for you to get the most from your ad dollars that you are spending. So next year, a year later, I think it would be amazing to then grow your sales and still keep that cost of acquiring a customer really low. Like that would be that would be good. That'd be good. Yeah, for sure. So um I want to ask you one more question. So and that question is, okay, I've listened to all this, I've made some notes, I want to reduce my ad spend too. I want to reduce what it's costing me to get a customer, but well, like, where do I start? Uh, what What's your <laughs> advice?
1: <laughs> the 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 advice I have for starting, and it's it's almost everybody should start here. And there's a wonderful training called Build Your Funnel um, in the Inner Circle, and it's an exercise that all of us should do once per month. I do it once per month on a group call because it's like group therapy. But it's where we look at how many people our ads and our organic are reaching. So we look at our, our big reach at the top and then we see how many people are clicking through for traffic and there are benchmarks, yep. which is like the benchmark is such a key thing because you know if you're working by yourself on your business, you don't know what good is. Like that's the benefit of being part of a group like this. It's like, oh, okay, this is what's normal. And this is what I can shoot for. And then we see how many of our sales are attributed to our, our email activity. Email is super powerful and it's cheap. And that's like everybody should be sending an email once a week.
0: And then what our conversion rate is on the store. And I do that. So you, That's where you would say before you do anything, before you go running to find all your yeah. content, see where you're at right now. And I think that lines up really well with, and you have to track and measure your results because at first it will seem like nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you felt that way too. At first, it doesn't look great. Like your results are minuscule compared to like this big effort that you've made to do it. But if you start tracking it, you'll start to see those improvements. Like I'm sure your audience has, like you have a huge audience now, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I last time I checked, it was um, 800000 for the past 30-day period. And, you know, Facebook is amazing as an advertising platform because we have tools to retarget those people. And I I absolutely have that set up.
0: Yeah, and it's cheap. It's cheap to grow. Your so cheap. Yeah, so and obviously, you're doing most of your growth organically. So so that's what you say. Now, the, the last question I have is... Are you going to change anything about your social media content strategy in the upcoming year? Like what's the, what are you going to do for the next year? What's the, Oh,
1: I've seen the power of more frequent posting and more repetition. So basically (laughs) like right now, I think I have something like 60 short form videos. I want to increase that number to 90 by the end of the year. So I have this batch of 90 Evergreen, meaning it's videos that can be posted at any time of the year and it's still relevant content yeah. still makes sense for my brand so focusing on that and I I mean I would love to get up to the point where I'm posting three times videos three times per day basically no, because yeah because I can see at this point you know there's videos I've posted five or six times and I can see that each time they have very different view counts on them and it doesn't mean you know just because something got 600 views, doesn't mean it cannot get 500,000 views. And that is a true story. Like I have the receipts of a video that did that. Yeah. It was a video that I chopped down from a live that I did.
0: Really? And one time you posted it and it got 600 views and another time you posted it and it got a half a million views.
1: Yeah. And not all at once, of course, that builds up over time, but yeah.
0: So that is really um, just concrete evidence that of the randomness of this, and that volume makes a huge difference and consistency Mm -hmm. makes a huge difference. And it's not about you. No, it's not a, whatever the result is, is not a reflection on your ability, your product, pretty much anything. It's just not, it's, it's just get over yourself and do it really good. Thank you so much. So I'm just going to recap And I love this. I'm going to say these words again, that social media is a necessary hardship. And it's actually a gift. It actually is a gift because you can reach a lot of people. You can retarget them and it doesn't cost a lot of money. You can do it for free, but you need to, I love your words. You can reduce your hardship by batch creating your content and scheduling to save time. And you need to do that. And that's a great, there's a great, if you think you save $21,000, think about your ROI on that time you invested, like, you know, what's your hourly rate and how, like, that's that's almost $2,000 a month in your pocket. That is basically,
1: coincidentally, that's about how much I started paying myself. Oh, imagine <laughs> that.
0: So it's completely possible to have a high volume business and not pay a, you know, decent Multi six figure business and not pay yourself. It's completely possible. So that was the difference. That's really good to know. The other thing I think that you made super clear is that you already have a lot of content that you can repost, that you can cut down and that you can use and that you don't have to sit there making all sorts of judgments about whether it's worth it to do that or whether somebody's going to say, I already saw that. Like that's not a thing that you have content. So start with what you already have. And then the third thing that you said really was about mindset. It was that training, which I'm sure you've watched before, before you had this mission to reduce your ad spend. That training, like you really absorb it the second time or third time you watched it to know that this is a volume game and you don't have to be sensitive. This is just get, take advantage of the opportunity to get as many eyeballs on your stuff as possible and do it in a strategic, formulaic way. So you don't lose your mind. Mm -hmm.
1: It's the um, the experience as a social, like a casual social media user. So you you log into Instagram and you're like, I'm gonna go through the flow. I'm gonna (laughs) hit the button. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna think of a caption and maybe some hashtags. I'll put them in there and then you post it right then. And you're like, Are people gonna like? What's gonna you know that waiting period? That is the killer. That is don't do it. Don't. Do that and don't worry if someone's like, Well, I use a scheduler and I think the reach is reduced. But no, the point of the scheduler is that you actually post more often, and the more you post, way more chances you have to hit the reach. Like maybe in an ideal world, you would post you in app every single time. But I don't live
0: in that world. I can't right. do that. Right. I can't be on my phone. No, and And at the end of the day, doing that would take way more time, take way more mental energy and produce probably less of a result because you would do it less. Because you
1: would be the bottleneck. I would be the bottleneck of that. And that's,
0: I'm not, I can't be trusted. All the bottleneck when it comes to that. That's really good. Thank you so much for all you share. And don't forget, guys, I I didn't share with everyone that you are a mentor inside of the industry. Yeah, that you are, um, you've always been so good about watching the training and implementing and reporting your results. And you are marketing genius. I think I said that already. And you help so many of our, um, our members within that group. And so thank you for that. And thank you for sharing all of this today. And next week, we're going to talk about really how you reduced that the cost of acquiring your customer, because it was huge. It was huge. It, all the difference in the world to you, the ad spend, and then be able to get those customers for less money. is huge.
1: Yeah. Any last words? Um. Yes. So I, I would love if people could tag me with their questions, either in e-commerce roadmap where I'm a member and I'll answer questions. It's Melissa Bike Pretty. That's how you can find me. Um, or in the inner circle, but I learned so much from the group members, and I love the questions, and I oh, love like, doing yeah. the little nerdy research into marketing ideas.
0: Yeah, thank you, because that's really kind uh, that you don't mind all those questions, because I'm, I I, think you're right. It helps people so much, and we're so good, I think. In a, we're so good in our group. We really do share so much, and You know, everybody has an opportunity to be successful. So thank you. And people can find your site at bikepretty.com, right? That's right. Yep. It's really good. You should all go look. You should follow Melissa on social. She writes amazing emails too. So go have a look. Thanks, Susan. Thank you. See you next week. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want. And you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales everyday and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is the social sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.